Welcome to Growing Farms and Families with Adam and Kelly, where their goal is to help you successfully enrich your farming enterprise while cultivating family health and well-being. Now, here's your hosts, Adam Huber and Kelly Burgess. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Growing Farms and Families podcast with Adam and Kelly. We Hope you have enjoyed the the past few episodes that we have mm-hmm. brought to you um, since we've started doing them bi-monthly now. Uh, yes. Hopefully we haven't bored you yet. You're right. And <laughs> bi-monthly, we learned, can mean twice a month or every other month. Oh, that's right. But yeah. in our case, it means twice a month. Right. In case you were wondering. Two times per month. <laughs> and, if you've, and if you've been keeping up with this, you kind of know that already. But mm-hmm. anyways, so... It is March. Yes. And for our first episode of March, mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about. So last month was Heart Health Month. It was. And I think we probably talked about that a little bit last month. But this month is National Nutrition Month. Yes. And, so I don't know. It sounds like if someone asked me my favorite holiday, it sounds like I would probably say one of these uh, health <laughs> observances. That's not necessarily the case. So, it just happens that there's a couple of them back to back. Right. So is there one for April too? Or? <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to check and get back to you. Tune in in April and see if I have another one. There you go. <laughs> so with, with National Nutrition Month, um, there's, uh, there's a lot of stuff that we have to talk about today as far as, yeah. you know, concerning the National Tr- Nutrition Month. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, there's a, a a theme that you have that you yeah. want to talk about. What is the theme of National Nutrition Month this year? Definitely. And this, I can't, I have to give credit where credit's due. I did not come up with this theme by myself. Um, but National Nutrition Month is actually an annual campaign put together by the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, which sounds really fancy, but basically it's the professional organization for dietitians and nutrition professionals. Yeah. So they come up with a theme each year as part of this National Nutrition Month campaign. So this year, the theme is drum roll, (laughs) (laughs) Um, celebrate a world of flavors. So we're talking about foods from around the world and how that fits into a healthy diet. I thought you were going to say it was brought to you by the Academy of Country Music Awards. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) no, I don't think we have any of those people on our show quite yet, but Uh, not there yet. Maybe someday. (laughs) So. Anyways, but yes, so the theme is celebrate a world of flavors, Uh, but no matter what the theme is, really the point of National Nutrition Month is to spread the word about helping people make informed food choices and giving people tools they need to develop healthy eating and physical activity habits. That's really the main goal, but we like to come up with a fun theme just to keep it exciting. Right. Yeah, for sure. And so as far as, you know, um, our theme and kind of the the month Mm -hmm. in general, why should we celebrate this? What yeah. is, what's the, you know, what's, what's the, the hype? What's the right. hype? <laughs> well, I say there's all kinds of hype, but um, especially with this year's theme, I wanted to point out that there's a few, because um, I'm going to give you some ideas to do later on okay. in the episode, but uh, you might want to know before I'm trying to convince you to do this, what is the benefit? Why am I trying to do this? So when we're talking about trying new foods or celebrating foods from around the world, this can really be a tool that you can use in your family life. So if you have a child who's a picky eater that maybe doesn't really enjoy trying new things, this could be a there's way. There's probably a lot of those. There's probably a lot of those. Yeah. Um, this can be a way to kind of branch out a little bit, but make it fun. Okay. So, you know, instead of saying, 
you know, we're going to be trying broccoli tonight. That might not sound super exciting, but if it's more of like a, like a fun experience, you know, Hey, we're trying food from Greece tonight, or we're trying food from Italy tonight. Right. You know, you can kind of play into it. You can Mm -hmm. even, you know, add some decorations. You can dress up, you can let your child color a picture that has to do with whatever the country it is that you're looking at. And so you can really make an occasion out of it. Um, and even maybe pick like theme weeks for yourself and your family, you know, maybe each week you're going to try a recipe from a different culture that week. Yeah. Put your sombrero on and get you some tortillas. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know, whatever, put the, put the music on, whatever, whatever it takes to make it fun. So, uh, I'm all about trying to make healthy eating fun and exciting. We know that it does not have to be boring and there's all kinds of different unique things we can do. Yeah. There's always a way to make it, uh, fun and exciting. Yeah, definitely. So that's what we're here for. Right. So as far as um, recipe ideas and mm-hmm. like benefits of the variety of nutrition, what mm-hmm. what are we kind of looking at as far as those? Yeah. So um, I'll start off with the nutrition part and then we'll go into the recipes. as kind of like how to do that. Okay. So what we know is that all of our food groups have something different to offer us. So we normally say there's three main principles of a healthy diet, and that is balance, variety, and moderation. Mm -hmm. So I feel like this month with the cultural foods, we're kind of focusing on the variety. So when we think about variety, that might mean to you, if you look at your plate, it might mean having um, different food groups on your plate. So you want to have a fruit, vegetable, whole grains, protein, dairy. Um, so having a variety of those foods, right. but more specifically, we can also have a variety within each group. Okay. So you don't just necessarily want to eat an apple every single day because there's all kinds of other fruits that have different vitamins and minerals right. that you'll be missing out on if you just eat the same thing from the, each food group each day. Right. So this is kind of um, thinking about different cultures of foods is a great way to help expand some of those options. So it's really easy to get into a rut of eating the same types of food all the time. Um, You know, and people might get tired of cooking. They don't want to think outside the box and come up with all this different stuff. I know, you know, I get tired of of the same stuff. You Mm -hmm. know, it may not necessarily be the same the same exact food, but it may mm-hmm. be the same food category or group. Right. And, you know, sometimes that just, you just get tired of that and you get home, you're like, there's nothing in here to eat mm-hmm. when you've got a whole cabinet and freezer full of stuff. Right. But, you know, as what you're saying is, yeah. you know, you can definitely uh, choose different varieties and, right. and just kind of think outside the box whenever yeah. you're talking about creating, you know, mm-hmm. uh, your, your meal plan for that week or whatever. Right. Or even, I mean, you can even use a lot of the recipes I'll talk about today. It's probably ingredients that you might even already have most of them, but you're going to prepare it in a different way or use a different sauce or a different right. spice or a different something that just makes it <clears throat> a little bit different. Yeah. But as far as what the different food groups have to offer, um, I like to say that every food group has something to offer because it does. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to exclude any of them from our diet. But like, for example, with vegetables, we have green vegetables, we have red and orange, orange vegetables, starchy, non-starchy legumes like beans and peas. Mm -hmm. And so um, each of those has something different. But in general, vegetables have potassium, fiber, folate, vitamin A, vitamin C. Uh, So those are things that you're getting just from vegetables uh, that you won't get from anything else. Also, fruit. Um, 
fruits are naturally low in fat, sodium, and calories. Uh, they do give us healthy carbohydrates and fiber, um, which is a great source of fuel for our bodies. Um, whole grains are also really important to include. Um, from whole grains, you can get complex carbohydrates, which uh, are great for our bodies. It's not just that simple sugar that goes right into our bloodstream. The complex carbs actually help keep your blood sugar steady throughout the day. They have uh, B vitamins, fiber, different minerals as well um, that you get from those um, right. whole grain foods. Uh -huh. um, dairy, of course, you know, we always think of calcium with dairy, right. uh, but also vitamin D, phosphorus, B12, vitamin D, riboflavin, um, you know, all of these different long, long names of vitamins and minerals, but it's things that are unique to that. And then protein, of course, we can get protein, um, from animal foods or plant foods. That's right. a big misconception. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of people think like, oh, if you're vegetarian, there's no way that you can get enough protein. Right. And that's not necessarily true. I do think you might have to be a little bit more intentional with planning out your meals to make mm -hmm. sure that you do get enough protein, right. but it's definitely achievable if you have a plan. Um, but you know, incorporating those healthy protein foods, foods, um, will give you vitamin E, magnesium, iron. So, um, all that to say, I just wanted to tell you the benefits of including all these different foods so that you can see why it might be a good idea to try and increase the variety in each of those categories. Right. Right. Okay. So as far as recipes now, yes, that's, now the, for that's the, the fun part. Yes. Give me the recipe. <laughs> right. We want to talk about food. So, um, like I said, a lot of these foods, it might be something kind of similar to things that you're already eating, uh -huh. which, you know, it's always good to make gradual changes. You don't want to just do something that's completely random that you've never had before. Right. Uh, but for example, say you like eating smoothies in the morning. I like smoothies. I, love smoothies. I don't always make smoothies, but I like them. Um, so, you know, you could swap up your smoothie and make it more of a Latin American kind of flair okay. by including some papaya or mango. Or, you know, different fruits, maybe other than like strawberries and blueberries that right. you would normally do. Okay. Yeah. So that's one thing you can do. Um, there's also, and I'm getting all of these, I should say, I'm getting all these recipe and food ideas from the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics National Nutrition Month Toolkit. So I'll tell you how to find that later. Uh, but you can contact me or go online and find some of these ideas if you forget. Um, but there's also a Scottish oatmeal. Um, or bulgur. So bulgur is just a different kind of grain. Um, you know, we think of oats a lot of times, but other cultures use different grains. Um, so something like bulgur, you can make that with milk and then top it with fruit and nuts. So okay. that's kind of like something we do kind of like oatmeal, but just a little bit different grain to try something different. Um, you can also make, for example, like a Spanish omelet. So okay. I really like omelets. It's my favorite way to use up all the extra vegetables in my fridge at the end of the week. I just chop it all up, whatever is in there and put it in the omelet. And it's always great. Right. But if you want to do kind of a Spanish omelet, you can have potatoes mm -hmm. and other veggies with it and then top it with some cheese. So those are just a few general suggestions, but I say we break it down culture by culture. What okay. do you think? Yeah, that sounds, that sounds good. Yeah. Okay. 
So um, I guess maybe before I go too far down this rabbit trail, uh-huh. I, I think it's important to bring up like what our own culture is. Right. So we're in the South. We're in Kentucky. We like um, them beans and taters. <laughs> <laughs> and cornbread That's right. and fried chicken. But um, <laughs> we say all this, but all joking aside, everybody does have their own food culture and preferences. So uh-huh. I think it's really helpful to recognize what those are. Like what are the most common things that you eat? Um, there's probably family traditions and stories about some of those recipes or why you eat different things. Right. And, um, you know, that's not anything bad, but it's a good thing to recognize. And then you can say, okay, this is my food culture, but I'm also interested in trying other food cultures too. Right. So, um, let's start with middle Eastern cuisine. Okay. Uh, the first time I brought this up, Adam made a face, but (laughs) you know, we're going to roll with it. So I picked out options from, from all the options that were given. I thought, you know, this sounds like something that people in Kentucky might enjoy eating. Right. So one of them is a grilled fish with lemon and spinach, um, like a, le- yeah, a spinach salad and a whole grain bread. So you can't go wrong with the fish. You can't go wrong with the fish. I mean, people like fried catfish. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's a different kind of white fish. Um, you can do your fish of choice, but like that lemon right. sauce, that's kind of what makes it yeah. a different flavor. Yeah. Um Another common thing with lemon is uh, a chicken breast roasted in the oven you can serve that with potato slices um, and then top that all with a lemon juice, garlic, and olive oil kind of seasoning. So, I mean, chicken and potatoes, that's kind of things that we already eat. Right. These are different flavors that you can add. They're just made in a different way. Yeah. Maybe a different cooking method Mm -hmm. or a different sauce. Um, But I really like this suggestion as far as a snack that is kind of going along with Middle Eastern culture. Um, Dried fruit and nuts. So we probably call this trail mix. Um, You know, you might do raisins, (laughs) craisins, cranberries um, with nuts. You might like pecans or walnuts or mixed nuts, Um, but you could incorporate some figs. You can incorporate some dates, Um, you know, maybe different kind of nuts that you or seeds that you don't normally include. And so that's a great way to, you know, just broaden out your um repertoire of snacks just a little bit okay it's not too weird um <laughs> but you know it, it just makes it a little bit fun right okay um so what's what do we have next here? next we have latin american okay so here's an idea that i think sounds interesting i have not tried this before uh pumpkin and quinoa soup with white beans okay what do you think about I- that tell me what's in it okay well <laughs> then I'll, I'll let you then i'll tell you my opinion <laughs> all i know is those three ingredients so we okay. have pumpkin so i feel like what we see really common okay. is like a butternut squash soup right. a lot of people have heard of that yeah. so pumpkin is kind of used the same way okay quinoa is basically another grain that you can use instead of rice uh it has a really good texture lots of fiber it's actually a complete protein which is cool, vegetarian source of protein right. and white beans. So I like you know, white beans. You can add in other stuff to that. Yeah, um, that, that, that sounds pretty good, actually. Mm-hmm. And then this other one, um, I'm probably gonna butcher the name of it. Ropa vieja. It's a shredded you beef. Did better than I would. Have <laughs> yeah, it's a shredded beef in a spicy tomato sauce with rice, black beans, collard greens, and okay. avocado. There's your green. Yeah, so there's, there's your, your green. There's your southern stuff. Yeah, but I mean, you know, we like beef. Kentucky's a big beef producer. Yep. Um, a tomato sauce, rice, beans, and collard greens. So I thought right. that sounded pretty good. Yeah, too. That, that, that's not uh, doesn't sound too bad at all, actually. No. Okay, Filipino is the next one. Okay. And this one's a little bit more 
outside of our usual normal. Right. Um, but there is a dish called chicken adobo and it's chicken marinated in soy sauce and vinegar. So, mm-hmm. you know, soy sauce, we incorporate that in sometimes. Yep. And then you serve it with brown rice, a cucumber relish and eggplant. Okay. So we grow eggplants here in Kentucky. I've yep. kind of learned to like them a lot in the last few years. So chicken, rice, cucumber, and eggplant. Yeah. So those you, are some common ingredients. Yeah. I was going to say with the eggplant, you've made some recipes here at the office. With some yeah. Eggplants in. yeah. I feel super accomplished whenever I get other people to eat eggplant. I'm just saying. Because <laughs> Especially I th- somebody like me. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like eggplant's one of those vegetables that, you know, people just know, maybe don't know how to cook it or don't know yeah. exactly what to do with right. it. And but it's really delicious and, and it, it can and be And it's used. very unique looking. It is unique it's looking. It's a unique looking plant. Yeah. But it's really used in cultures all around the world. So what I think is cool is that a lot of these uh, produce items that I'm mentioning, they're grown here in Kentucky, yeah. but they're also in these international foods. Right. So I think that's kind of cool to bring the local and the global together. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, Chinese. This is probably going to be your favorite. I would I love, guess. Yeah. Chinese is, <laughs> I, lo- I really like Chinese. So this, mm-hmm. this, uh, this one excites me. Yes. So here's my idea for Chinese. <clears throat> okay. And this is what you can make at home. If you're not going to go to the China buffet, Okay. um, you get some vermicelli noodles, which is just a shape of noodle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they probably even come in whole grain if you want to do, if you want to do that. Uh, but cook those noodles and then serve it with mushrooms that are stir fried with bean sprouts. Okay. So sprouts, you'll see those a lot of times it's um, like, or like micro greens, kind of this is a similar thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they're super nutrient dense um, greens that you can add on to sandwiches and omelets and stir fries like this. Um, and then serve that with some fresh fruit. So, okay. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Mushrooms, noodles, and you know, bean sprouts. You could add in other greens. What kind of mushrooms is it to say? Uh, it's whatever mushrooms you choose. Okay. Well, that sounds good to me. (laughs) Yeah. And then, okay, our last one is Indian, Asian Indian. So, not like Native American Indian, but India. This Um, this one might not be for me. (laughs) Yeah. We'll see about this one. Um, So, this is a dish called Bindi Masala. Okay. So before you make a face, let's tell, <laughs> let's go over what's in it. Um, sauteed spiced okra, onion, and tomatoes. Okay. Now I know you're not big on the onion, right. but the okra and tomatoes, a lot of times yeah. we'll see that in a, in like Southern cooking dishes mm-hmm. yeah, is kind of like a, um, succotash, I think is what they normally call it. So anyways, similar ingredients there. And then, uh, served with lentils. I don't know. Have you had lentils before? Mm, um, where, they're yeah. kind of like beans. Um, it's, it's in the legume yeah. family. Yeah. So lentils and a whole grain bread. So okay. That's, that's not too bad. Not either. too bad. Yeah, and then, I think I'll try it. Yeah, you'd give it a, a hello bite, as yeah, our co-worker hello would bite. say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then my last idea, I think this one will be really popular, is roasted chickpeas. Okay. So chickpeas are the same as garbanzo beans. You can find those canned or dried in most grocery stores. Okay. So what you can do is drain them, dry them off, toss them with some olive oil and spices, mm-hmm. and then um, just roast those in the oven at a high temperature, and you'll get a nice crunch right. from those. So that's just a good snack. You can even add that into your trail mix. Right. What? Well, that sounds... All of those actually sound not too bad. Yeah. So <laughs> I, would, I would try try them. Yeah. Right. So I know I promised that I would share how you can find some of these ideas and they're not specific recipes. They're really just names of dishes, but, um, all of that is available at eatright.org. 
um, eatright.org. Eat right. okay. um, and so this is in the National Nutrition Month Toolkit. So if you're on that website, it should be pretty easy to find um, the National Nutrition Month Toolkit. And you can look up each one of these individual cultures and find right. the ideas. Okay. And then you can go on and, you know, search online for the actual recipe itself. Right. Or you can be creative and do it yourself. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, so. you know, a lot of that stuff you can, like you said, you can, you probably got a lot of the uh, ingredients at home. Right. And you might be able to even find it at the farmer's market yeah. locally here. So yep. um, I just encourage you to maybe think about planning some of these meals and snacks into your March, um, mm -hmm. into your March meal plans. If you're looking right. to just mix it up a little bit. Yeah, for so. sure. For sure. Well, is there anything else that you have? That's I think that's pretty much going to do it for today. But okay. like I said, this is a fun opportunity to start cooking at home again. Yeah, um, sure. Kind of just refresh, try something new. It's spring. Sometimes yep. that makes people more interested in yeah, trying new things. You, yeah, just think outside of the box and, and yes, and just go with it. You know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like I said, with your kids, get them to try something different that right. you know, normally they wouldn't eat. Yes. Um, you don't have to tell them what's in it, but <laughs> yeah, you can make it as fun as you want to. Yeah. Um, so just an encouragement to get folks cooking at home. We know that that has so many health benefits for sure. Um, and so hope you join us in celebrating national nutrition month. Sounds good. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. If you like what you heard, please take a few seconds to leave a rating and a review on your podcast platform of choice. And in the meantime, be sure to catch our next episode on the first and third Tuesday of each month. Or in the meantime, you can find us weekly on Wednesdays at 7.35 a.m. on Scottsville, Kentucky's 99.3 WVLE. And always remember to support local farms and families in your community.